You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Oh, hey there. Welcome to Starcastic Remarks. My name is Ryan, alongside my brothers. Chris, to my right, James, to my left. We are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Go and use that promo code THPN. The next time you go and use Raycon, and DraftKings Sportsbook. Thank you for being our sponsors to those two companies. Gentlemen, how are we doing on this fine Wednesday evening? I mean, if there was a tier list for worst opening sentence on Starcastic Remarks history, that one's got to be up there, I think. I've done it yeah. before, haven't I? Uh, not, I, not I don't recall. Place. Really? I swear <laughs> I've done it before. I don't recall. Uh, Anyway, I was watching the Oilers Seattle game and Seattle was up 3 1 with or with like five minutes left. They let one in and then they let one in with one minute left. And then uh, the Oilers won it in overtime and Patrick Kane scored every single one of those goals. Kane just got a hat trick to win for the Oilers. Evander Kane. Sorry. Yeah. Evander. Yeah. Don't, don't be back, maybe. You knew what I meant. You knew what I meant. Oil country. Yeah. So now it, it, let me ask you this. Uh, is that indicative of how desperate the Oilers are for a win right now? Or is it is it that's exactly how bad Seattle is playing right now? It's a bit of both, because that was like um that's that the Seattle took a book out of the Canucks page from last year. You saw, I saw your face when you said book and you were like, oh crap, I screwed it up. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you remember when, uh, the Canucks were losing all those two goal leads last season and everyone was laughing at him because they couldn't hold a lead. Uh, that's what the Kraken are doing this year. So some could say there's a crack in their defense. Okay, well, I've completely forgotten about Ryan's opening sentence and not focus on because it's oh boy, we're firing on cylinders so far. Wow. It's almost like we're tired or something. All right. Uh, Anyways, as we move on from the most awkward opening segment I think any of us have ever done. Yeah, I see even Zach over here in the comments is like, dot, 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 dot. Not three dots, four dots. That's how bad it is. We should just cut it all out, you know? Okay, all right, let's just restart. Okay, welcome back. We don't back. do these no, live. We don't do, we? do these live, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, guys, uh, thank y'all for joining us on our Wednesday night episode. Um, this is going to be our last Wednesday night episode, as we will be moving to Sunday nights, starting not this Sunday, but the Sunday after Thanksgiving. We'll get into that a little bit as to why we're doing that a little later in the show. But we got some stuff to talk about, you guys. Uh there's a couple of things I kind of want to hit on the uh, NHL side, and then we'll get to some Dallas stuff kind of sprinkled in as we go. We'll just see where the conversation kind of takes us here this evening. But we 
kind of already brought it up, so let's go ahead and continue with that conversation about the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers in the national news uh, spotlight for the past probably three weeks, maybe even a month now. Uh, probably one of the worst starts we've seen by a very promising, a.k.a. cup-contending scene team that we've seen in a very long time. So... They, I think at one point they were 2-9-1. and one. They were the 31st-ranked team in the standings. It's gotten better now. I believe they're on a three-game winning streak now. Two-game yes. winning streak. Oh, the, oh yeah, they're three. winning tonight. Just tonight, three. yeah. So, yeah, so right now it's three, and it probably shouldn't be three, honestly. Any other team, and it's other than the Kraken, and it's probably still staying at two. But anyways, guys, uh, they suck. Uh, they can't get any goaltending. They send Jack Campbell down as much as I love the guy. He just can't play goalie to save his life in the NHL right now or the AHL, I guess, according to Mato over in the comments. Um, he had a 826 in the NHL, which is abysmal, and it hasn't gotten better in the AHL. I think in the AHL, oh, it's he's better. At- I think he's like 860. Oh, that's so much better. <laughs> that was a good one, Chris. Anyways, uh, it gets so bad to the point they send him to the AHL. They call out, call up Calvin Pickard, who has been a fringe NHL goalie for most of his career. But, I mean, they can't do much worse than uh, Skinner and Campbell right now. And then it gets so bad to the point that they decide to change their coach. Uh, Jay Woodcroft, who had an excellent record, uh, with them and everybody around the organization that covers the team saying it's not his fault. <laughs> I mean, like why change the coach? Yeah. So uh, what what are y'all's thoughts? What have you seen? You, you can't have a start like that and then not do anything. I mean, yep. you, you can't, I mean, they already tried sending Campbell down to the minors. That was like the biggest thing that they could think of doing. And he did worse, honestly. Uh, and now, now you're sitting here with the team that is 32nd in, in the league, and you're like, what do I do? This team is was should have been. I mean, they should have, they could have, should have, would have gone all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals last year, bar beating the Golden Knights, who were just on one with Aiden Hill. I mean, and then they start like that, like they started like the the San Jose Sharks who all of us were laughing at and being like, yeah, they can't get a win. They lost two games in a row where the other team scored 10 goals <laughs> and you lost to the Sharks. Yep. You can't do that. And we talked about it a lot last season when the going is bad and you, you got to change something. The, one of the easiest things to change is the coach doesn't affect cap space. The only thing it affects is literal dollars. And this is professional sports. They got dollars to go around. So May not have been his fault, but you still got to do something. I still don't agree with it. I, I mean, you could point at it and say that, you know, firing the coach has kind of sparked this three-game winning streak, but still, man. it Kraken twice. It also played the Kraken twice. Yeah, that, that also helps. That is very true. But um, I don't know. If the Stars are in the same position, if the Stars are 2-9-1, and and yeah. you're, say, you're saying don't fire DeBoer, I don't know if I would. I'd probably call for him. It's a very different situation, Chris. Very, very different situation. Because Nil Nil is a very capable GM, 
And for me, the wrong guy got fired. Truly. The the yeah. guy that needs to be fired is Ken Holland, the GM of the Edmonton Oilers. Is That's 100% true. on him. And I'm a little surprised that, you know, Oilers ownership allowed him to do this. If I was the Oilers ownership, he'd be fired. I mean, there's no doubt. Just the, the cap mismanagement, the fact that they're not handing out good contracts, they're not uh, drafting well. And not to mention, you've got two of the best players of our generation and like like consistently one and two in in uh, point getting, and you can't win the Stanley Cup with them. Can't even get to the Stanley Cup with them, right? So, yeah. And really, what required them to even get to the conference finals was the fact that they just, I mean, McDavid basically broke his back uh, carrying this team to the the conference finals two years ago. Well, that's so, what him and Drysdale have done to this team ever since they've been on the team. The team has never been good. It's just about how ridiculous can McDavid and Drysdale be. So, speaking of McDavid, uh, obviously he has to be completely pissed. Has to be, and uh, it's even been rumored uh, in uh, Thirty Two Thoughts. I, I think it was Elliot Friedman came out and he said that he's just livid beyond all belief. And it's not like that McDavid is making an outrageous amount of money. Yeah, he's getting paid a lot of money to be yeah. the best player in the world. But, but he's he the best player in the world. The yeah, I mean, like, what, what do you yeah. want? <laughs> you got the best player in the game. Do something with it. They did. They haven't gone out and gotten good players to surround a dry sidle and McDavid with. And it's 100% Ken Holland's fault. He's the guy that should be fired. Not Jay Woodcroft. And, and like that's partially true too. And then I but then I think about okay, how many players want to go and play in Edmonton? Okay, because no. it's the same place as Calgary. I mean, we know players do not like it very much there just because it's cold. Okay. This is and it sucks. Partially true. And you're if you're going to play there as a fourth liner and get league minimum, you're gonna go to a southern market. <laughs> I mean <laughs> I don't know, maybe, but the, see, Edmonton's got just so much history. It's I got, think they it's both deserve huge. to be fired. Both of them sucked. <laughs> no. Chris with the solution. Yeah, he's GM hasn't built a good enough team. The coach had a team that did decent last year and is absolutely sucking now. They're both not doing their part, jobs. Part of what I look at, too, though, is like you look at their, like, I don't even know who their fourth liners are, but I mean, You've got to look at even some of the players that the Stars have let go in the past couple of years would probably be better fits on that team than what they have now. Oh, yeah. By a long shot. So who who are you specifically thinking of, James? Uh, I'm I'm thinking of, like, the people that even, like, the Avalanche pick up regularly. <laughs> I mean, the Avs have, have, they have, like, three or four of our players who are all bottom six players that could all play for the Edmonton Oilers that are very solid defensively, which is exactly what the Oilers want. You need people who can play on the ice who aren't going to give up a ton of goals. And then your two stars will score the rest of it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I- I've seen this around a lot lately. I don't know if y'all have any like true things to say about this, but 
Ardell saying McDavid is the least marketable superstar ever. Any thoughts on that? That's true. Hockey players, man. Hockey players are just boring. Like overall, anytime you watch like a cool highlight video of them, like a day in the life of Connor McDavid, they have that video, by the way, on YouTube. You can go look at it. He's just not a very charismatic fellow. And that is true of pretty much every hockey player ever. Like maybe Tyler <laughs> Sagan is an exception. A little bit of Pavelski whenever he decides to talk. <laughs> Matthew Shane's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah really I heard, nice interview the other night. Yeah, I heard he's a good uh, interview, according to Saad Yusev, at least. So, but Still, uh, I, I think hockey players are trained even more than other sports to just shut up, yeah, don't talk, and don't draw attention. <laughs> and I think that's partially because of how much of a team sport it really is. Like, even in football, you, there's more people on, on that team. But there are definitely certain players that rise far and above everybody else that are much more important. And a hockey team, I mean, everyone's going to be on the ice at some point. Everyone's going to play. You're not having bench riders in the NHL. That that doesn't exist. Not anymore, especially now, because everybody has to be able to skate. Everybody has to be able to play. Uh, if you can throw throw hands down and fight, great. That's an added bonus. But you, got, you better be able to skate. And uh, we're seeing that with Ryan Reeves in Toronto right now. He getting benched for other players. So um uh this was kind of interesting over here too. Uh oh I think it was Zach. Okay. Yeah. So the real question is does bust mean a new team? Talking about uh Connor McDavid. Uh is this it? Is this the because we've been talking we've been talking. The national media especially has been talking about the fact that they're surprised that Connor McDavid is still in Edmonton at this point. So is this like the final straw for Connor McDavid? And he says, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm done. Trade me. Cause it worked out for Eichel pretty well. Part of the problem is that there's even less space than there was when Eichel was traded. And that was some shenanigans to get Eichel over in. in shenanigans in is the correct word. It was. It was a trade that happened. That that is what happened. Uh, it and I, I think it's more likely that they're just gonna say no, and because that's the player that you've built around for the past or tried to build around. They, uh, yeah, I was about to like they did a terrible <laughs> job of it. They tried to build around for years. I mean, it, it also part of the problem is you still have. I mean, it's we're fifteen games in. You have the rest of the season still. If if the Oilers play like they did last year and like end of last year, then they can they can get back into a playoff spot. They can at least like they're not gonna be like first, second in the division, probably, but they can I, I can see them making it to third in the division or or wild card spot very easily. And if you're getting into the playoffs at the end, it only matters what happens in playoffs. Yeah, I don't I don't think they would trade him, but Gretzky got traded twice, so you never know. Ardell's asking, so Connor McDavid's cap hit is $12.5 That's quite a bit. But I'm not again, crazy for the guy that's far and away the best player. Yeah. Exactly. And that's and what a I million that more, my next thing. A million, two million more than other top players, and he's 
like 30 points better than the other top players. Also, so. if this if the season really is going bad and McDavid wants out and you're not going to retain him, then you might retain cap hit to get even more picks. I mean, I don't think they did if because if McDavid's going, you're going into full rebuild, dude. Like no, chance. how weird would that be? The Oilers trade Gretzky and then they trade McDavid. <laughs> I know, right? Wouldn't that be insane? You get two of the greatest players, probably that anybody's ever seen and they trade both <laughs> that is crazy the only difference is that uh you know gretzky won like five cups with the <laughs> before, with the before Oilers. you got traded yeah and mcdavid will win probably win zero honestly so will win zero okay last question about this because i thought this was interesting uh because i think it was might have been josh who brought this up on uh facebook jake ottinger fan club and hockey talk group what would it take for the Dallas Stars to trade for Connor McDavid? Assuming he, like everybody, waves their no move clause. Let's just assume that. What do you think it would take to get McDavid in victory green? Just for the hee-hees and the ha-has, right? Yes. No, I don't. I don't want this at all. No, I don't. Well, I say that. <laughs> who wouldn't want to I mean, see Connor McDavid and, and Victory Green? It'd be cool, but it, I don't think it would be worth the amount of sense to have to give. Up. You're you're probably seeing Rope Hints go back the other way at least because yeah, you're yeah. gonna want they're gonna want a center for a center, uh, and you're probably seeing uh, an another elite prospect probably going, I assume, and then even probably a pick on top of that, <laughs> like. It's got to be at least. It, it, I'm thinking like rope a hints, and then one of your prospects, which could be like, I mean, why it doesn't count as prospect, but he's in the young, you know, realm. And then you yeah. have Stink Oven, and then you have Bischel as well, and then probably like a first or a second as well, at least. <laughs> like that yeah. would be low end. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say rope, Wyatt, Bischel, first rounder. See, if I'm the Oilers and I was looking at something like that, I would want Thomas Harley on top of Rope Hintz because their defense sucks. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that that's I mean, you so you go out, you take our best number one center in Hintz. Uh, you go out and you get a young defenseman as well. And then maybe even Strangez and then a first round pick on top of that. That's something way, what I, I wouldn't go for. That would never happen. So. It would never happen, but I just thought it would be interesting just to just to kind of discuss what it would take. Uh, it would never happen in a million years. Stars would never do that. The Oilers would never do that. So it's Oilers it's might moot do that. Point. Jim Noah would never Oilers do might that. do that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Jim Noah is is very much smarter than Ken Holland. So yes, I agree. Okay. Um. Anyway, moving on from Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers. Um. So one of the things I kind of wanted to talk about tonight was uh this is right now matt duchene's team and we're all just fans of his team really is what it is right now he is by far uh the best player on this team right now and even pete DeBoer himself came out and recently and said you know i would be lying if i said this is what i expected from matt duchene this early in the season so when we picked him up is this ex what you expected from Matt Duchesne? Is this better 
is this? I mean, what do you, what do y'all think? Tough question, man. Yeah, no, I think he's way better than we all expected him to be. Yeah. We thought he would be a third line center and would score more than your average third line center. But I think that's about it for our expectations for him. And he's definitely playing a guy with his with a chip on his shoulder. He's upset that the Preds bought him out, and he is proving a point this year. And he is embarrassing the Predators, and it is helping us. Yeah, and our our centers as a whole are doing ridiculous right now. I mean, you, you go look centers. at. <laughs> You go look at uh, you, you go look at Rope, Duchesne, and Johnston. They are three, four, five in points for this team. I mean, they they are doing ridiculously well, and Duchesne is is definitely the one springboarding both Sagan and Marchment. I mean, and we both know, like we we know they both had this this talent in them. We know that they could score, and they they it just wasn't happening. It wasn't working, and Duchesne comes in and it. He's just giving them enough space and making great passes for them and setting them up perfectly. And it's it's starting to come back his way now, too, with Sagan passing back to him. Marchment did it the other night as well off the boards. I mean, he he's he's really jump started both Sagan and Marchment. He is truly the catalyst on that line. And it's no offense to Tyler Sagan. It's just he has never been the same since his hip surgery. So that I, I I can't blame him for that at all. The fact that he came back from a surgery like that and he's still able to play at such a high level as he is is amazing. So, but you got the feeling that once he came back, that that explosiveness, that ability to deke to make the moves to be able to put himself in prime locations set himself up for big time offensive uh, plays was no longer there now that does not mean however though that good high quality skill players don't play well with good high quality skill players and they just needed somebody else who could come in and it might just be a mercenary play for a year one year for three million we'll see what happens next year but this is 100% exactly what the Stars needed on that line. And he has been an absolute amazing fit uh, for the Dallas Stars. Way better than anyone expected. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask about him and uh, our center depth at this point. When you look at the center depth of the Dallas Stars right now, if you look down the middle, we got Rope Hintz. You've got Wyatt Johnston. You've got Matt Duchesne, and you've got Roddick Foxa. My question to you is, does this make the Dallas Stars the best team down the center? Because the, there's only one other team I can think of that might be able to challenge. Yeah, well, they've also got like three other centers too, though. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's another set of centers on those. I mean, you have Pavelski centers. Uh, ben centers and Sagan centers, <laughs> and those are our veteran guys. They're all, they all were centers before and could center, and now they're on the wing. I mean, the 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 team's crazy. It's ridiculous. Uh, can y'all guess the one team that I'm thinking of that might be able to rival the Stars' center depth? The Kings, maybe. Good, very yeah, good. James would read my mind. I mean, you've got Anze Kopitar. 
You've got uh, Philip Deneau, who is an amazing two-way player. He, he, he like, what is he doing? Way came out of nowhere and just exploded for like 30 goals uh, last year or two years ago. I forget which one it was. And then uh, you've also got Pierre Luc Dubois. That's ridiculous. That th- those three down the center. I would, I can only think of that. And when the Oilers are good, the Oilers, because you've got McDavid, Drysidel, and uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who is also ridiculous. But Man, it's it, it's so much fun to be a Dallas Stars fan right now. It, it, this is like this this is so exciting to be able to say that Matt Duchesne is a member of the Dallas Stars and he's flying. It's amazing to watch. And uh I I hope that he continues and he resigns with the Stars. Although What what do y'all think the likelihood is is that he signs an extension January 1st? Low. I I, I think so too. I mean, you can like a place a lot, but when you look at the money he's making right now, uh, and you look at how many points he already has. Yeah. Say no to three more million (laughs) dollars. Yeah. Double your salary anywhere else right now. The only thing I can think of is the fact that he is in a very good situation right now. And he's also, and, and this is not a slight to him at all. It's just where he's at. He's not playing on the top line. He's not so he's playing against lesser competition. So that 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 I, would be an argument. That would be an argument from other teams talking to him if he says, I want seven million dollars next year. Yeah, but you look at what Kadri did with the Avalanche. He's a second line center, and then he goes and gets paid in Calgary. I mean, it's it feels like the same type of situation at least scoring wise and what they're making i think he'll pretty easily get seven million dollars if he finishes the season the way he's started it Mm -hmm. that's fair uh what do you think he do you think he gets seven million or do you think he gets i think he gets eight i think he gets more than seven seven. i'm going i'm going over on the seven (laughs) i think i think i would go over too also because the next year the cap is supposed to skyrocket if we're so, saying over under on the seven, I would take the over. Yeah. Especially when we're on a four game winning streak and he's scored in all four. <laughs> and Call me what, biased. <laughs> 12 points in the last nine games. Something, something like, like that. that. Something like that. He so. has a lot of points. All right. Uh, let's move on. Um, I kind of want to talk about the Sharks a little bit because it's. It's downright sad. I, I I actually legit after they the second game that when they let in ten goals, I legit went and watched the entire game because I I never it's thought bad. I would see something like this ever again. Like two games back to back, you allow twenty goals. That's ridiculous. The stars allowed twenty goals probably in like half the games or like twelve of the games this season. Nonetheless, two. So, and while I was watching the game, it it kind of occurred to me, I don't think I've ever seen a worse team in in my lifetime watching hockey. And I've watched a lot of hockey, and there have been some really bad teams. Um, Is that true? What do y'all think? They just don't have anyone on their roster, man. Like, you, you look at their roster, and you're like, who do they have? And I look at them like, okay, they have LeBanc or LeBanc, however you want. I think it's LeBanc, right? 
uh, that's the only player that I can remember other than Blackwood's name right now because he's stolen two games for them. And that's the two games they won. <laughs> like, they, 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 they have, like, if, if the goaltender doesn't win the game for them, they lose. Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely true. I mean, it, we kind of joke about it, but it's, it's seriously kind of getting to the point where it's embarrassing at this point, like for the NHL. I mean, if this team like legitimately wins eight games this year, that's not going to look good. <laughs> and I think and it, the and tanking problem by, is kind yeah, of it's building. by design. So. It's totally by design. I mean, this team. Okay, but it, the worst you can't part say is they, they don't were have expecting to be this, this bad. Yeah, uh, like, they I, did I don't nothing think to, anybody. They did nothing to, to make bad. their team better, and they were the worst team in the league last year. And everyone else in the league got better. Every team that was not good last year is playing better than they were last year. <laughs> Besides the San Jose Sharks. And maybe Columbus. Hey guys, it's Ryan here. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. For some of the money line odds for the games tomorrow on the 15th, the Flyers and the Hurricanes, the Flyers have a plus 210, the Hurricanes have a minus 258. You can also take a look at the Kraken and the Oilers, two of the bottom feeders of the Pacific. The Kraken had a plus 154, the Edmonton Oilers at a minus 185. And then you've got also the high-flying Canucks against the Islanders. The Canucks are at a minus 155, and the Islanders are at a plus 130. Download the app now and use the code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. All rights reserved. Hey guys, it's Ryan here. It may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now? Before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total, complete nightmare. Especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on now. You've heard me talk about Raycon products before a couple of months ago, but Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like their everyday earbuds, known for delivering high-quality, 
and thoughtful features, like a 32-hour battery life. That's crazy. In a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. And this past year, they've expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 1-800 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro-USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with 100-watt power delivery. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site, with select products up to 50% off. So, beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I feel like at some point you need to find a way to punish teams who are intentionally trying to lose. Uh, I don't know exactly how you would do that, but... But in, in the salary cap era, that's legit how you win Stanley Cups, it feels like, is you tank for a couple of years, that you is get some really good prospects, and then you go and win Stanley Cups. That is definitely correct. I don't think we should be incentivizing intentionally losing. And that's what it does. My, my, my bigger problem with this is that they don't have to be this bad. I mean, they could, they could have another player or two that are... Uh, just free agent pickups and still be the worst team in the league by far. I mean, it's it's not even close. It's not even a question. The only team that was competing for the bottom with them was the Edmonton Oilers, who we know are not that bad. And they're not. And trying, on top of all of it, the San Jose Sharks center ice logo is absolutely atrocious. <laughs> it's a shark. That's fit. the thing, Chris is. That's the thing that Chris is focusing on is the center ice logo. It's yeah, they so, okay. So Zach brings up seven million in dead cap space is what they have. Maybe you punish that if you have excessive cap space not being used, your percentage in the draft lottery drops or something. Because I mean, I, do you want them know. to pay to have a bad team? I'd rather them pay to have a bad team. Yes, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna suck, you at least have to pay all the money to suck. I don't know. <laughs> it just it, it it rubs me the wrong way. The intentional losing and it becomes more and more blatantly obvious in all sports too. This isn't just a hockey thing. We talked about it. The Mavs actually last year on this podcast. I don't know yeah. why or why I even remember that, but the Mavs intentionally lost last year for a better draft spot, and that just it, it sucks for a competitive thing for a competitive advantage to be to intentionally lose. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I really don't. I, I didn't see this team being this bad and yet they are. So, and McKenzie Blackwood is the only thing that's even remotely giving them some hope of winning some games. So you're absolutely right. Uh, when you said that James, so, uh, anyway, moving on from that, uh, I'm tired of talking about this, but people keep keep asking me about it. 
Patrick Kane is not coming to the Dallas Stars. Okay? He's he's not coming to the Dallas Stars. It doesn't make sense. Uh, we have talked about this for a really long time now. I'm tired of talking about it, but it keeps getting mentioned. It's, it, it even came out this week that he's looking at Eastern Conference teams. So, so he's sad. not he's not looking at Western Conference teams, which last time I checked, the Dallas Stars are a Western Conference team. So, and so, I mean, I, I'm tired of talking about this. Thoughts on on that? It's dead. I'm sad that it's dead because I think that'd be fun. But whatever. But Who would he play just, with? Yeah, it just on the fourth line. I don't care. I want Patrick Kane. No. You want the name Patrick Kane. You don't want uh-huh. the current Patrick Kane. All right, he's still pretty good. I don't doubt that, but we don't need him. He'd play on the fourth than line. He would legit play on the fourth line right now, or no, he would take Marshman's spot. I don't think he would. No. I think he would. Mm-mm. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So. Okay, anyways. Uh... What I wanted to do is I got a couple more things. Uh, well, before well before I get to those, uh, congratulations, Ken Hitchcock, for being a official member of the Hockey Hall of Fame. So Yay. congratulations to him, fourth uh, most winningest head coach in NHL history, which I believe it was over eight hundred. I, I don't know the exact number, but I know it's over eight hundred. I think it's like eight twenty six or something. That's crazy. That was ridiculous, and he was successful at every level, and he is enshrined in Dallas, obviously, because right now, he is the only coach that has ever led the Dallas Stars to a Stanley Cup final and to a Stanley Cup final win. So, uh, true. to a final win? No, the first part you said. We have been led to the final by our by our main man, uh, Bony Bones. <laughs> Please don't ever say that again. What? Bony <laughs> I was not expecting that. But yes, Chris. Yes, Chris. But uh, moving on My from guy. that before it gets any weird. Bony Bones. Okay. Bony Bones. Oh, bony Bones. Um, we got to talk about the special teams, too, because the uh, the Dallas Star special teams has just kind of come alive uh, this, pa- this past week. Uh Literally a week ago, we were talking about on some of the AGRs that this team was winning despite their, uh, mostly their power play, uh, mostly their power play uh, upsetness and how much it's uh, sucked. And then a week later, it's like all is forgiven and the stars are mid-pack with their power play percentage now. So yep. last week, our, uh, our Starcastic Marks t- title of the episode was, Are the Stars Bad? And right after that episode, they won four straight. So I think the power play <laughs> got fixed. I th- I think the Dallas Stars must have listened to y'all's episode. They're probably not week, bad. <laughs> they're they're also only the sixth team ever to score seven special team goals in one game. That's where that's still ridiculous. Hanging in the rafters. So uh, what do the Stars need to do to continue with their power play? What's something they need to focus on? Give not thinking <laughs> think less please it's been working yes uh i also like chris's answer just give the puck to matt duchene yes i agree uh the should we with that second unit doing so well 
do you put the guys who are doing really well in the second unit on the top unit and mix around the units just to try and get the other unit going as well? No. It, it's more worth it to try and get the top unit going than it is to take the obvious advantage of our second unit being better than them right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many goals the second unit has compared has scored compared I think it's to about the first even unit. now because really? Robo got two in that five Did minute. They? Oh well, that's a little mm -hmm. that's a little cheating, a little bit. But but it's, it's I'm pretty sure it's, it's still, about even now. It's still it's still even because. But still, still even is good for for a second unit. Yeah, second unit is <laughs> supposed to be even. Well, and that's very in direct contrast to last season when it seemed like the only unit that scored for the Dallas Stars was the top unit. It was like seventy percent of their power play goals. Because the top unit ended most of our power plays in thirty seconds. That's true. Or less. <laughs> or less. Or less. So I I would just like to see that top unit. I, I think the thing I want to see them do more is just be more crisp with their passing as they try to get into their zone. The, their zone entries are not very good. And when I watch the I second the unit. passing is the problem, right? Honestly. Stop. Like so you if, just Miro, want... if Miro just skates in, half the time he's going to make it in there untouched. <laughs> It's more than half, honestly. <laughs> well, that's I don't know. I feel I, I feel like when we get in the zone on that first unit, they pass themselves out of chances. I mean, it, it, it happens even even like Robo, I feel like is very guilty of it early on in the season where he was passing himself out of chances on the power play. I mean, he's sitting high slot with the puck and he passes it back to Miro like the entire power play and i'm i'm sitting there just like just shoot you did that like twenty thousand times last year and half of them went in <laughs> ain't that the truth but uh i don't know i just really like the second unit and and again maybe it's just because we talked about him so much lately but when duchene gets the puck he seems just to be a step quicker than than the penalty killers and that's something that we saw Hints do a whole bunch last year. And I just haven't seen him do it as much this season as we did last season. It, 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 is that fair? Yeah, um, I, I think it's just a confidence just a thing. I, I have no data to back it up. It's just a feeling. Yeah, I think it's just a confidence thing. It's it's going to come. I mean, they need it, it's already started. I mean, the first unit is starting to catch up because the second unit was definitely ahead of them two weeks ago. Yeah. And now it's already even, so they're starting to catch up, and they're going to get going. And I foresee no issues. Yeah, I I think specifically about the rubber hand slap shot that we met witnessed the other night. Like he he created that and then got open and then <laughs> whack. <laughs> so I I think the other thing that will really help the power play to continue clicking like it has been is the faceoff percentage. It the faceoff percentage has been getting better. Uh, over the last four games and uh, there was that two or three or four game stretch where we were we actually lost the face-off percentage battle which is weird yeah, yeah. especially the for the Dallas games, Stars last three and, games and, were and like then we've 60, <laughs> yes exactly we have completely dominated the face-off dot as of late in the last three four games right. so by, I think that's the a way, big factor too power play goals second unit has three first unit has seven does not so, feel like that. It does it not. It doesn't feel like, feel like that. Pavelski has two. Robo has two. Hints has three. 
Quit making us really? look dumb, James. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, it, it really doesn't feel that way, though. They, it really not, doesn't. I think it, it's just because of how much they scored last year, honestly. But and maybe that's it. New segment. I feel dumb. <laughs> <laughs> the I feel dumb segment. Okay. Um. So what I want to kind of do with uh, the last little bit of time we have remaining tonight before we get into our Who Cares segment. I kind of want to look at the standings across the NHL because a lot of pundits in the NHL, they look at American Thanksgiving as like a checkpoint. Normally, if you are in a playoff spot at the checkpoint, American Thanksgiving, you're going to make the playoffs in April. That's just a, a given thing. I, th- I, bel- I think the percentage on it is 73%. Like did you know that 93... 7% of the statistics are made up? Yes, I did know that. I do. I did know that. But uh, so I wanted to look at it because there's a lot of interesting things on uh, right now in the standings. A, a lot of teams we did not expect to be in the top 16 uh, playoff teams, uh, teams that are way below. Uh, we already talked about Edmonton, but Ed- Edmonton's not the only one. So uh, what I kind of want to do is I just want to – I'll briefly go through each of the divisions, and then I just want y'all to just give me your thoughts on anything that pops into your head when we go over this division. So uh, let's just talk about the Atlantic first. So in the Atlantic division, first place, Boston Bruins, 26 points. Uh, Panthers Uh, with 21 and second. And then the Red Wings and the Maple Leafs are tied with 18, tied for third. Uh, The Lightning come in with the Canadians at fourth, tied for fourth. And then the Sabres are down there with 15 at seventh. And the Senators are in dead last in their division uh, with eighth. So lots of surprises there, but I'll let y'all have the floor first on what you want to talk about with this division. By far the best division. We knew that going into the season, and it's proven by how close three through seven are. Honestly, three through eight. Ottawa's not out of it at all yet. I mean, they're still right there. So Mm -hmm. I didn't expect Detroit to be at the top of that ladder. I probably expected them to be kind of where Montreal is now, and I didn't expect Montreal to be as high as they are now. But it really is fully up for grabs. This is going to be the most entertaining division to watch throughout the season because there's going to be crazy up and down swings constantly and i think it's gonna be super fun to watch down the stretch yeah and unfortunately for playoff picture that's gonna mean that they're probably not gonna get two from that division just because it's so strong i mean points gotta go somewhere you play half your games against your division so yeah you're right tough (laughs) still my biggest surprise in this division is the boston bruins I mean, it shouldn't be because they did it last year when I said they were going to fall off. And they're doing it again, and they yeah. don't have Bergeron or, Cre- or Krejci. Them being number one, not surprising. Them having one loss what? in regulation, very surprising. You, you're not you're not surprised that they're first in the division? No, I said they'd be first. N- no, there's, there's no way. Go back. Go I am, back. I am beyond shocked that they are first in the division right now. Because I, I I expected you don't, you don't go from the best season ever to a bad team. Doesn't matter you don't, how many people you don't you go lose from like. losing a eight time or nine time Selkie trophy to just being barely I mean being first in the division. 
They you, were you the lost one of the best ever. players, best regular season team in history, all time. Know. I didn't see it. There's no way that I saw this coming. But um, well, that's just because you're dumb. Maybe I am. But uh, the the Maple Leafs being not in the lead surprises me a, a, a lot, just because it's the regular season and they're a good regular Toronto season lover. team. Oh my gosh, that's not what it. It's always about the Toronto love with you guys. I okay. thought they would be top three for sure. I thought they were a lock there. And they still might be. That's it's just a toss. Technically, they're tied for third. Yeah. So the only reason why they don't have uh well, I'm guessing why they're fourth Gold is dish. because of regulation wins. But uh anyways, uh, anything else? It's not regulation wins. They have the exact same record. It's gold diff. Just wanna prove that I'm right there. Okay. I didn't know that. Thank you. Okay. Um, anyways, uh, moving on to the Metro. Uh, less surprises here. Less surprises here compared to other divisions. Uh, Rangers, number one, with 23 points. Capitals with 18, second place. Hurricanes with 18, third place. Flyers in fourth place with 17. Penguins with 16. Uh, the Devils with 15. The Islanders with 13. And the Blue Jackets with 12. So... Less surprises in this division for me, you guys, but I, I think the biggest surprise for me is probably how bad the Devils have been playing as of late. I really thought they were going to have a stronger start to the season than they have, and they're literally only one game above NHL 500 right now. So I, I expected them to have like the same record as the Stars. That's how high I was on the Devils. I'm kind of more surprised by this division than I am by the Atlantic. The the Capitals being as high as they are, especially That's... with the start to their season, is kind of nuts. Carolina not being number one is crazy. They've been number one for, like I think, four years in that division. They've kind of locked it down, and they've had a rough start, which would really not be cool for them. It, it's felt like they've been taking baby steps for the past eight years. And this... But, I mean, you lost twice in the conference finals. Got swept. Yeah. Not you just take lost a, twice, got swept. You take a step you back from that. Game. If you take a step back from that, I mean regular season versus playoffs, though. I mean, you're you're that's talking true. Like, maybe maybe it's the slower start now helps them later. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> they knows? need to not be first in the division. Yeah. Maybe they need the underdog feeling, you know? Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Flyers, as of today, are in the playoffs. That is shocking. They have played two more games than a majority of the teams in that division, though. They have played 16 games. Still, every, most the fact that you can say 14. the Philadelphia Flyers are in the playoffs is a miracle. It won't last. It won't last. That's I the one team that I'm sure it will I think they're last. playing very well right now for the Philadelphia Flyers. They have two games at hand, and they're still only one point in the, the wild card. The problem isn't really the Flyers, I don't think, either. It's the teams they're above right now. I mean, they're they're above New Jersey. They're above Pittsburgh and they're above the New York Islanders. I mean, those are all teams that are super, super strong. Definitely have at least more skill and talent in almost every position than the Flyers <laughs> and all kind of expected to make the playoffs and none of them are in right now. Get robbed. Poor Philadelphia, man. You just did them dirty. They the, uh, the Islanders actually kind of surprised me a little bit. I, I, I don't see them as a top three team in the that division 
but I still saw them as a playoff team uh, just because how well they've played defensively. But uh, I was, I was looking at their record and I was just like, why are they so low? Well, they're three, five and two in their last 10. Yeah. And as of the time of this recording, they've lost four in a row. Yeah. Which Shocker. When, when your team is. can't score in the new league model where everyone's scoring like four or five goals a night, at least you can't win. Right. Weird. Well, and it also doesn't help that Sorokin has not been like other world beater uh, this year either. So he has not been as good as he has been in the past. So, okay, uh, moving on to Pacific. Yes, no. Oh, yeah, we're the leaders of this show. So, yes, let's do that. I'm just asking. I'm trying to be polite here, guys. Okay, anyways. Uh, talking to. Y'all? Polite? Yes, polite. Chris knows nothing of the word polite. Anyways, uh, <laughs> the Golden Knights are first in this division with 25 points. They're 12-3-1. They're showing no signs of a Stanley Cup hangover. Shocker. In my opinion, the biggest surprise in the NHL right now, second place, the Vancouver Canucks, 11-3-1, 23 points. They are two points behind the Vegas Golden Knights right now. Yep. The Kings are at third with 19 uh, the Ducks are at fourth with 18. Again, uh, Kraken with 13, the Flames with 12, the Oilers with nine, and the Sharks with five. This is by far the most surprising division and where everybody is. I know yeah. that I was like, the Atlantic is, is surprising to me. Uh, this is by far bizarro land when it comes to the Pacific. I did not see this coming. Yeah, probably most people had two through four and five through seven fully flipped in this division. I think that would be like the consensus vote there. Um, but when I look at the Canucks, it's almost more surprising how bad they did last season than how good they did this season. You look at the roster. How did they do that bad last year? It doesn't make any sense. Their team is really good. It was well, uh, their defense, what, man. They, they revamped their defense this past off season. That, that's that's been part the big of it. thing they did. That's part and of it, Dem- but they revamped it because Demko was hurt last year, and he got hurt, and they couldn't do anything. <laughs> and I mean, and he is him he getting is hurt out of his mind right now. Yeah, him getting hurt exposed the weakness that they always had, and they fixed the weakness, and now he's back and he's not hurt. <laughs> well, and and you, and you can keep going down the list with some of these other teams. The Kings are bizarre. Okay, so get this: I didn't even know this until I watched uh, the hockey guys video. They're seven and zero on the road, and they're one three and three at home. They can't that win at home, and they win bizarre. every game on the road. That is weird, so weird. Like, like even if you even if you take like those three overtime losses, and like you have one win, like two wins of those, and then one you take two of those, those become two wins. One becomes a loss. It's still not. A, it's still three and four, and they're seven and zero at home. Or at, on the road, excuse me. So the, I just thought that was bizarre when he pointed that out. I was just like, wow. <laughs> Did not see that coming. And then uh, again, just as surprising as the uh, Vancouver Canucks and fourth is the the Ducks. Uh, my my preacher say... my preacher is having so much fun right now because he's a Ducks fan and he's, they're in a playoff spot and it's American Thanksgiving. You, you so, say it's surprising, but like, this happened last year too. They held on to a play- playoff spot till like December, and then they just were like, "No, nope, trade people away, team goes down." I mean, 
Their this team feels is good. very different. This no, feels very I different. I mean, it felt different last season too. And then they traded everyone away. I mean, if they if they don't trade people away this year, then they can hold on to it, maybe. But that's barring like Edmonton, Seattle keeping their awful state not getting any better. Yeah. And Anaheim is a team with with talent and it's young talent that can get even better. So it's like exponential potential for the ducks i feel like they, they could randomly just do even better than they're doing now and they could also just fully fall off a cliff that's just what's so fun about having a young team like this and that's what makes them so exciting they've got yeah. some exciting players too it's kind of how uh new jersey is running right now too agree one of the biggest disappointments other than the edmonton oilers uh who we already talked about is for me is the kraken uh, I, I kind of jumped on their bandwagon uh, after our playoff series with them last spring. And I was really excited to to watch a couple of games of theirs when the Stars weren't playing. And they have just, it's been so inconsistent. They can't get any goal scoring. Uh, they were the best five-on-five team uh, when it came to scoring last year. And they're now they're just like, bottom third they can't even get a goal to save their life so just another team very similar to the Edmonton Oilers that you just didn't see this happening to this team I mean this one's at least a little bit more predictable though I mean they rely on their depth scoring and that is that's a pretty fecal thing for most teams in this league I mean there's a reason why a lot of teams have a solid first line that all can score like 30 goals in a season because most of the time it's needed. <laughs> I mean, it's nice to get the goals from the people lower in the lineup, but it's not expected. And for most teams, it's almost never expected. I mean, last season we expected nothing from our fourth line at all. And we got like, I think 15 goals altogether from it, which like That's pretty, good. pretty solid. That's decent. This kind of completes the trend for me for teams that are like, kind of try and break the mold of what a successful NHL team is and they fail. I mean, the Kraken, there's not a solid top line. They're trying to get goals from everywhere and now they're getting goals from nowhere and they've got no one to lean on to kind of pull them through it. Minnesota tries to play physically and beat the crap out of you. And they also can't kill the penalties that they always take. So they're down in the dumps as well. New York Islanders try and play a lockdown defensive style, clean game, don't make any mistakes. Take advantage of your opportunities. They're at the depths of their thing too. So it's just it, these these teams that are trying to break the style are getting pushed out now. Yeah. You're, the NHL is kind of forcing a certain game plan on these teams, is what it seems like. Yeah, and I mean, you look at just stats wise the 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 year they had last year, they had five twenty goal scorers. How many teams have five twenty goal scorers ever? <laughs> Not many. I still remember, was it two years ago or three years ago that St. Louis had like nine? Yep. It was, that was, that was stupid. Sorry. It was six for the Kraken last year. That's weird. Stars crazy this year. You, you could easily see that. You could easily see that. So, okay. uh, We're running out of time. So let's move on to the central. Um, Central is probably the most predictable. And about where we kind of expected it. Uh, Stars first with 23. The Avs with 18. Second place. The Jets, a little bit of a surprise, but we still kind of expected them to be a playoff team with 18. 
Blues the Blues are the surprise for me right now. The Blues have been making a little bit of a comeback lately. They've been playing well. They're fourth with 17. Uh, the Yotes are being very competitive. They're not the same Coyotes they used to be. Uh, fifth Holy. in the division with 16. The Wild, who I love to see Suck. at sixth place. Screw y'all. Sorry. No offense. But yes, you should take offense. Uh, with 12 points and sixth place. And then the Blackhawks yeah. and the Predators are in the dumps with 7th and 8th, with both 10 points apiece. So, um, not much to talk about here, to be honest with you. Uh, we we sort of kind of expected to maybe see the Wild jump off a little bit. Uh, maybe not this egregious, with especially with the way they played against the Stars on Tuesday. Um, the Coyotes, we expected them to be better based off of the players that they signed. Uh, the fact they got Logan Cooley, to actually come over and play with them this year. Uh, the Jets were able to keep Hellebuck and Shifley, so uh, we still kind of expected them to kind of be in the hunt for maybe the top three because really it's the Avs in the Stars division, and right now it's just the Stars division. So uh, thoughts from the Central? I I'm shocked at how bad Nashville is, and there's really only one reason. It's Saros has sucked. He's had a terrible start to the year. He's been super bad. And that's true. That's that has been weird. That has been very weird. And I'd probably back and and get that team up to fifth easily. <laughs> yeah. And I probably would have put them in Minnesota in the spots where the Jets and the Blues are to start the season. But oh well. I would have flipped the Blues and the Coyotes with Minnesota and Predators. That's what I would have done. I expected I the not... Jets because well, y'all both thought that. Yeah, I was they down were getting well. Y'all thought that Hellbuck wasn't staying either, so that, the time that was when they were guess. still. Yeah, yeah, that was when they were still rumored that they were going to leave, and y'all guessed that they were going to leave, and I guess they weren't. Got it right. Got lucky. But, uh, <laughs> well, and it was speaking of uh, goalies who have not been playing very well. It's not just Saros, but uh, despite Hellebuck not playing very well this season, he's been below his average. Uh, the Jets have been playing very well. I mean, they have. They really have. And oh, then, uh, oh my gosh! And then, uh, and then over in uh, Blues Land, uh, last Blues person Land. I expected to have a a good bounce back season is Jordan Bennington. Bennington has been pretty solid for the uh, for the St. Louis Blues this season. So, I or mean, a just a uh, guy. He stands sometimes. He does stand sometimes. All right. And he punches other times. Who cares? Not me. Not Not me. All right. Uh, (laughs) We're doing top Sonic drinks. Drinks that can be acquired from the Sonic restaurant. Um, Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We got to say where we got this idea from. Uh, James, you want to say where we got this idea from? We got this idea from our Discord server that we have. There's a little channel where you can suggest who cares segments. I, I believe it was, uh, what, who was it? Let me, I think it was, uh, I know, give me a second. I'm getting there, I'm getting there. Getting there. Getting it's now. from Zebo. Zebo. Z dash bow. Like bow and arrow. Like Xbo, yeah, so. but Zebo. Yeah, exactly. Ah, Sounds like a gazebo, which, uh, I don't go. know if that's intended or not, but there you go. <laughs> but you can suggest who cares segments on the Discord, so y'all should go join that. Boom. 
James, number third. Um, I'm really not prepared for this. Uh, uh, what constitutes as a drink? Something you can drink through a straw something or like... Straw. Okay, so yeah, so that was something I was thinking about because Ardell puts this up and I'm like, oh, crap. Does that count? Yeah, I didn't think about it, did he? Did he? I mean, we See, can I take this how you want. This. I wasn't thinking this. I was thinking specifically fountain drinks or Do like teas. You think of it how you want to think of it, is what I'm going to say. I went that way as well. I went with liquids. Okay, then I'll, I'll like, follow you. Like, for sure liquids. I guess a shake could be argued as a liquid. I went with no doubt about it liquids. Okay, all right. Well, okay, so Maddo's got a good point over here, too. What about, a, a like, a blue raspberry nerd slush? That's up to you. That is up to the eye of the beholder on this one. I'm deferring okay. to the chooser. Okay. okay. All right. Sorry. So, James, go ahead. So my number third, I'm gonna. Do they have ocean water slushes? I can't remember for life. Yeah, they do. I yeah, think they, they do. do. Uh, that that will be my number third for sure. Good choice. I like my. I like that one. Right, number third. Uh, so I used to work for Sonic when I was a teenager. So I have had numerous random drink combinations. Uh, one of my favorite ones I ever tried, and it's actually fairly basic it's literally just a shot of cherry a shot of cranberry and sprite that's sprite it cranberry yeah it was cranberry. it's it's it was it was something about uh i guess it was the the sweetness of the cherry and the tartness of the cranberry that really made me like it so Sweet that's my number heart so we should make a candy like that all right uh oh my, my number third i'm Chris going is with the classic tonight. This is this <laughs> this is probably underranked for a lot of y'all, but it's kind of high up there for me. Cherry limeade, cherry limeade is number third. Basic, Chris. Yes, basic, basic start. It deserves to be on there in some capacity because of its prestige. James, number second. Uh, my number second. I'm gonna go with uh, blue coconut stuff. Blue coconut stuff. Very good. Very basic. I don't go to Sonic very much, honestly. Who, who but, decided you know, coconuts are blue? You know, it's because it looks cooler. You know, fair enough. All right, Ryan, number second. Like, like I wonder where the whole blue raspberry thing started, because raspberries aren't even blue; they're pink or red right. or whatever. It's a made-up flavor, actually. Yeah, I'm just curious, like where it started. Uh, Ryan, number second. Ryan, number second. <laughs> okay. Please. My number two is nope. it, it's it's I a number two. Shut up, Chris. Number second. It's a it's a made up drink and it's not on the menu or anything. It's something that was popular in Farmer's Soul. It's called a purple O. Oh, all right. So the purple O, it had a shot of lemonade, shot of Powerade, shot of cranberry and Sprite was like the main drink. And yes, it did turn purple. And yes, it was really good. So purple O is my number two. My whole list is kind of basic. My number two is an ocean water, basic ocean water. If you are on. <laughs> it's my number man. four, but I almost picked it over my number three. You are on. You got a hot day, a hot, crispy day outside. No wind. It's just downtrodden. You are sitting in your own filth. The. Best cure is a large, not the Route 44, the largest, the best size. The Route 44 is too big. You need a large ocean water, and that will just cure you fully and completely. It's very refreshing. Mr. Sonic, what's in ocean water? 
Hmm? What is an ocean water? Explain for us. You, you know, it's literally all it is. It's Sprite with blue coconut. That's it. Ha, huh, that sucks. I wish it was cooler than that. I kind of like it less now. <laughs> James number first. Okay. My number I'm sorry first. Sorry to burst your bubble. Was already mentioned in the chat. Uh, Y'all even already pulled it up. It's the blue raspberry slush with nerds in it. That is a great choice. Good choice. It is a great choice. Very good choice. It's yes. it's especially the nerds thing. When it first was introduced, I was fully not on board. I was yeah, like, I'm gonna like you're gonna, my you're drink. Gonna, really? Well, I thought I was gonna like choke on it. Like, <laughs> but I didn't think <laughs> the Sonic Slush. You already crunch a, a Sonic Slush, so now you're just making the crunchy Sonic Slush crunchier. Genius. And sugier. Sugar, sh 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 <laughs> I'm tired. I need to go to sleep. Please, sh please end it. Sh please end it. All right. Uh, right, number first. All right. I, I, since I did not go basic on my other two, I will go basic on my number one, and it has to be a Dr Pepper with cherry and vanilla in it. No way. It's, That's what I picked amazing. too. Yes. It is so good. Yeah, my it's, whole list was pretty basic. Like, it's the greatest drink in the world. And the, the best thing about it is, though, and I figured this out working for Sonic when I was a teenager, but uh, if you get a large drink, like you said, Chris, the largest the large drinks seem to be better for some reason than the Route 44s. It just mixes yeah, better. They are. And if instead of doing a large shot of cherry and a large shot of vanilla and, and your Dr. Pepper like that, if you just do a medium shot, it tastes way better. I'll have to try. It's it. not like it's like not overwhelming. I promise you. It's something that we I legit tried and it just tastes way better. I just love that their flavors are so good. The the cherry flavor is just especially cherry y. The vanilla is even more vanilla, vanilla -y. Y. It's it's just perfect. It's the best place to get a cherry vanilla Dr. Pepper, which is the best type of Dr. Pepper. It is. I love Sonic. That's it. Thanks to Zebo for the suggestion on the Discord. You can join the Discord somewhere. I'm sure it's on our social media. We'll post it again. Uh, check it out. It's on uh, on our X page. And it's also in the... Uh, there's a link in the description in every single episode that we put out, wherever you listen to your podcast. Links so, in the description. It, Boom. It's, it, it is there. It's on... Uh, I think the only place I'm still working on getting it on is on YouTube. For some reason, YouTube's being stupid. But it's on uh, Google Podcasts. It's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. So, anyways, guys. Anything else you got for tonight? Nope. Time to sleep. Okay. All right, so like we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we are going to start doing our weekly, if you want to call it a one-hour episode, starting on Sunday nights. Uh, we haven't quite picked a time yet, but it's not going to be nearly as late as these episodes are. So we're probably looking at like... We're a little tired tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll probably be looking like six, seven... Probably no later than eight o'clock. It would would be my guess. Central time. Central time would be would is kind of what yeah, we're we looking to specify at. Specify that now, thanks to James. Yeah, yeah, okay. James. Well, I always think it's central time anyway. Understandable. Dang it, Samantha. Game. It's all it's all Samantha's fault, actually. Christian, it's all her. Just fault. Just like the Discord is her fault. 
Yeah, she is the one that that said she and uh, you both did a very good job on that. So thank you for doing women. That. All her fault. Anyways, guys, thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. Go and check out StirCastStickerMarks.com for all the latest info. Go and check out StirCastStickerMarksShop.com. That's the best way to support us and what we do. Please leave us a five-star review anywhere you listen to our podcast. Once again, thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook and to Raycon. Use that promo code THPN to get some special goodies and special services from them. And along with Chris and along with James, My name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side, and we hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you guys are listening, and we will be back with you guys again on Saturday when the Dallas Stars take on the Colorado Avalanche. We'll see you guys later.